Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the September 7th, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Movie Guru. Happy birthday today to my cousin, Leah Engelman-Cohen of Israel, Mid-Cave Sports Coach Kathy Taylor, my friend Chris Belafianis, my roommate Cassie's brother, Charlie Laughlin, Chris, Kathy, Leah, and Charlie all shared their birthdays with the late Elizabeth I of England, MCU actor Jonathan Majors, the late rock singer Buddy Holly, actress Evan Rachel Wood, actor Devin Sawa, pop singer Gloria Gaynor, who turns 80, believe it or not, and actor Toby Jones. The 2008 True Blood TV show, Best Documentary winner by Octopus Teacher, 2018's Pac-Man and the Nun, 2012's Anna Karenia, 2007's Atonement and 310 to Yuma, along with 2001's Two Can Play That Game, all debuted on this day. On this day, in 1630, what's known as the City of Boston was first incorporated. Happy 393rd birthday, Boston! Tonight is also the debut of the nonprofit organization Cape Cod Can, that's Cape Cod Collaborative Art Networks, 2023 Express Yourself Variety Show at Katuit Center for the Arts at 6 p.m. The show, the very first Cape Cod Can live variety show since 2019, features dancing, poetry, acting, and much more for enthusiastic performers, including yours truly. For more information on the show and to buy tickets, visit artsonthecave.org. Now, before I go on, I want to wish my sister, Rachel Engelman, and her boyfriend, Britt Brown of McKinleyville, California, an enormous five-day belated congratulations from this side of the country. For last Saturday, September 2nd, which happened to be my cousin Mary Claire Rivera and her husband Dan's sixth wedding anniversary, a few minutes after midnight, the stork brought Rachel and Britt their first son, adorable Rashi West Angman. Rashi's aware arrival makes my parents Bob and Sarah, doting first-time grandparents, my brother Charlie, an elated uncle, and yours truly, an ecstatic elated aunt. Auntie, I already loves you, Rashi. I haven't met you yet, and I really can't wait to meet you very shortly. I forgot to mention on last week's show that Candy Rathek's still granddaughter, Harper, turned one years old on September 1st. And I also forgot to mention that my Aunt Robin and Uncle Tommy celebrated 17 years of wedded bliss on September 3rd. Happy belated birthday, Harper, and happy belated anniversary, Tommy and Robin. Unfortunately, tomorrow, September 8th, marks exactly one year since Queen Elizabeth passed away, the second passed away and joined her husband, Prince Philip, in the heaven above. Emily Prober Higgins, jazz singer Michael Buble, Adam Sandler, Michelle Williams, and Hugh Grant get to have birthday cake on September 9th, which is when the 1972 cartoon series Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids and the 2016 biopic Sally debuted. Caitlin Volweiler's birthday, along with her seventh wedding anniversary to her husband Todd, happens to be on Sunday, September 10th. 
which is also the start of the professional 2023 football season. 22 years ago, Monday, September 11th, the nation was changed forever with the unforeseen tragic World Trade Center attacks. I'd like to have a moment of silence to remember those lives lost and to honor the heroes and the thousands of lives changed forever that morning. We will never forget. On the happier side of things, September 11th happens to be Elaine Grace, Harry Connick Jr., Ludacris, Taraji P. Henson, and Sharon Sherman's birthday, as well as the fourth birthday of Gail and Joe Capel's dog, Newton. That day also marks my grandmother, Betty, Joy Gaggi Engelman's heavenly 99th birthday. Though she passed away in 2018, she was still remembered and missed greatly by her sons, Jimmy, Billy, Bobby, Tommy, and Johnny, her numerous, great grand, her numerous grandchildren, which include Rachel, Charlie, yours truly, Belinda McCabin, Naomi Engelman, Glenn Engelman, Moshe Engelman, Kate, Eli, Josh, Sarah Hannah Wolf, Charlie, Sammy, Leah, and many others, along with her countless great grandchildren, which include Levi, Gabrielle Zeb, Sadie, Matt McCabin, the seven wolf kids from Israel, and her newest great-grandchild, the aforementioned Rashi Engman. Miss you lots, Goggy. I'll be doing three of your favorite films for flashback fun that day. My cousin Elizabeth Leader Smith's daughter, Colette, of California celebrates her 11th birthday on September 12th. She shares her birthday with the late Paul Walker, who would have been 50 years old, composer Hans Zimmer, and Jennifer Hudson's. September 12th debuts include 1981's The Smurf Cartoon, 1994's Poverty of Five TV Drama, 1959's Bonanza TV Show, and 2003's Cabin Fever, along with the Pinky Blinders TV Show. Denzel Washington is back on the box office throne. His latest film, The Equalizer 3, made around $42 million here stateside, over the four-day Labor Day holiday weekend, making it the second highest Labor Day weekend ever. The holiday weekend's record holder is still Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and the Legend of Chen Ranks, which made an astonishing $94.6 million in 2021. In second place, yet again, is Greta Gerwig's Barbie, who became the 14th film in history to pass the $600 million stateside mark on Friday. So even if she's no longer queen of the box office, she's still breaking the records. She added $13 million through the holiday weekend, bringing her total to $611.8 million. That officially puts it 13th on the all-time high domestic list. Passing Incredibles 2 with both The Last Jedi and Marvel's The Avengers to fall by next week. Worldwide, the film, which is already digital, coming to digital platforms next week, is at $1.3 billion. Fellow <laughs> Warner Brothers film and DC's Blue Beetle took third with $9 million. That gives it $58.3 million total. This suggests that it'll end up with a final domestic growth for around $75 million. 
That's more than Shazam Fury the Gods and closer to the Flash than anyone expected. But it's not good news seeing as Blue Beetle just inched past the $100 million mark worldwide. I do have some sad deaths to report. Music fans worldwide were devastated to hear of Jimmy Buffett's passing last Friday. Bellard.com stated to September 3rd, Buffett's website revealed the legendary singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur's cause of death. The 76-year-old musician passed away at his home in Sag Harbor on Long Island, New York, on Friday, September 1st, from skin cancer, according to a statement on his website, which was updated after the initial news of his death on Saturday. The Margaritaville singer had been battling Merkel skin cell skin cancer for four years, the post reads. Buffett continued performing while undergoing cancer treatments, according to the statement. His last performance was a surprise 45-minute set during a Mac McNally concert in Portsmouth, Rhode Island on July 2nd. The news of Buffett's death was confirmed on his website and social media accounts. Renowned for his wildly enthusiastic audiences, known as Parrot Heads, Buffett, a former correspondent for Billard magazine, had 13 Billard Top 100 charting singles, including seven Top 40 hits and one Top 40 and Top 10, as well as 40 entries in the Billard 200 albums chart throughout his career. He also built a billion-dollar personal fortune with a series of Margaritaville and Landshark Bar and Grill restaurants across the U.S., as well as licensing agreements for Margaritaville tequila, shoes, cruises, prepackaged food items, and Atlantic City Casino. That wasn't bad enough. Just a day after it was announced that he was terminally ill in hospice care, former Smash Mouth frontman Steve Harwell passed away on Labor Day, September 4th. The 56-year-old who had been with the rock band since it first formed back in 1994, way up until 2021, had liver failure. The rap.com announced yesterday, Bob Barker's cause of death has been made public. The TV legend and longtime host of the Price is Right host died from Alzheimer's disease, according to media reports. Barker, who passed away in, at age 99 in late August, suffered from Alzheimer's, according to his death certificate. At the time his death was first announced, on August 26, Barker's longtime publicist, Roger Neal, told The Rap that Barker died of natural causes in his Hollywood Hills home. Barker never publicly revealed nor acknowledged his diagnosis, and it's unknown how long he had battled the disease. And Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's marriage is kaput. Rip. The couple who married in 2019 have two very young daughters, three-year-old Willow and his, her 14-month-old series. And after nearly 30 years, HBO has decided it's time to end the long-running sports show Real Time with Brian Gumble. Ouch. And so sad. In better news, singer Charlie Puth and Little Ray Howery are going down the aisle with their respective girlfriends turned fiance. Puth recently popped the question to his girlfriend, Brooke Sanson. An ET online announced September 5th, 
Congratulations are in order. Little Ray Howie is engaged to his girlfriend, Daniela Lane. The Vacations 2 friend star was one of many famous faces who attended the final show of Beyonce's three-night run at Los Angeles' SoFi Stadium over the long weekend. It was there that Howie proposed to Lane, who tearfully said yes when the comedian popped the question after they appeared on the jumble screen. Howie shared a video compilation of the couple's night on his Instagram page, sweetly set to Beyonce's Love on Top. The footage features scenes of Howie holding the Tiffany box containing the engagement ring as he seemingly drives to pick up Lane and kissing said ring for luck. Clips of Harry and Lane dancing along to the music at the concert follow, as well as the brief moment the two appeared on the giant screen before Harry got down his knees to propose. The final clip shows Lane tearfully embracing Harry after saying yes, as everyone around the couple celebrates their engagement. Kristen Chenoweth and Joey King both got married over the holiday weekend. Tony-winning actress and singer Chenoweth and her musician fiance, Josh Bryan, got united in holy matrimony in a Dallas, Texas ceremony on September 2nd, where she wore a pink dress. King and director Stephen Pyatt, who've been together and dating for four years, became man and wife on that very same day. Only their intimate ceremony was all the way in Spain. Rawr! Godzilla is making his return to theaters. Gizmodo.com reported September 5th, for the first time since Shin Godzilla, Toho's take on the legendary Kaiju Godzilla is back in theaters at the end of the year, with Godzilla minus one. And if this jaw-dropping, chilling trailer is anything to go by, his status as one of the most fearsome monsters of the Silver Strain is still as potent as now as it was 69 years ago. A new trailer for writer-director VFX supervisor Takahashi Yamazaki's Godzilla Minus One has just been released at a press conference in Japan. It builds on the initial teaser, giving us more of a glimpse of the film's post-war settings as Japan reckons with the devastation left in the wake of surrender, but equally giving us a much larger more agonizing lens on the true horrors about to be unleashed as Godzilla makes landfall in the nation for the first time. Godzilla for Minus One will be released in Japan on November 3rd, 69 years to the very day that the first, since the first Godzilla movie released in 1954. It will make its way over to the United States one month later on December 1st. The Godzilla Minus One trailer wasn't the only new fall movie trailer out this week. New trailers for fall releases The Bike Riders, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, the English dub of Hayao Miyazaki's final film, The Boy and the Heron, which was an unforeseen success in Japan earlier this summer, and Eli Ross' horror film Thanksgiving, which just dropped today, also dropped this week. You remember how last week it was announced that a film version of Taylor Swift's Air Tour concert film would arrive in theaters October 13th? Well, 
her eventual takeover of theaters scared off two films set to be released that day. Digital Spy declared September 4th, Meg Ryan's new rom-com movie has been delayed due to the release of Taylor Swift's Air Tour concert film on the same day. What Happens Later, starring Ryan and David Duchovny, was initially set to be released on October 13th. However, the film's distribution company, Bleecker Street, has now confirmed a new release of November 3rd. Quote tweeting Swift's, Swift's Air Tour movie announcement, they wrote, So we'll take our time. Are you ready for it? Meg Ryan ends her 14-year rom-com hiatus, and the hashtag Megasons begins with hashtag what happens later, now happening later, coming only to theaters November 3rd. What happens later isn't the only film to shift for Swift, with The Exorcist Believer bringing its U.S. premiere forward from October 13th to October 6th to avoid clashing. Look what you made me do. Producer Jason Bloom wrote on Twitter slash X of the News, adding that hashtag Taylor wins the release date battle. Both Bloom and Bleecker Street's decision to move their release dates forward is likely due to the huge demand for the concert film, which is already breaking box office records. Following Swift's announcements of the Ayers Tour concert movie on August 31st, the AMC cinema chain quickly set a new pre-sale record taking $26 million in three hours. The last film to hold this record was Spider-Man No Way Home with $16.9 million. Also to avoid clashing with the superstar singer, Sony has shifted the release date plan for the bizarre yet true story called Dumb Money earlier this week. First, the Paul Dano-led film will have an exclusive Los Angeles, Chicago, DC, San Francisco, Boston, New York, engagement on September 15th. Then instead of having a limited release on September 22nd, it will have a moderate release. Finally, it opens in a wide release, not on October 6th as originally planned, but on September 29th. I guess Sony was scared of the Exorcist film. Now, there are just two major releases out in theaters this Friday, September 8th, and they couldn't be more dissimilar. First up is the romantic comedy My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, starring writer and director Nina Vardalos, John Corbett, Louis Mandalore, Elena Campouris, Gia Cardrice, Joey Fantone, Andrea Martin, and Lainey Kazan. In the film, Tula Portocalos is loving but overprotective, overbearing, and super Orthodox Greek father, Kostas Gus. Portokalos has unfortunately passed away. At his last request, he wants Tula to go to a reunion in his Greek hometown. She makes it her priority to fulfill his last wish with her family joining her. And as requested, she goes off on a journey to find his childhood friends in order to hand over a special journal he wrote. Experience life in a small village, she and her family want to retrace her father's steps and create a closer bond to him. According to IMDb.com, the actor who played Gus, Michael Constantine, passed away in 2021. As such, this film is dedicated to his memory. On the other side of things on the genre spectrum, we have the gothic supernatural horror film, The Nun 2, with Taysa Farmiga, 
Jonas Bloquette, Bonnie Ernst, Anna Popowell, and Storm Reid. It's the sequel to 2018's The Nun and the ninth Conjuring Universe film. It's set four years after the first film in 1956 France, when a priest is murdered and the most vicious evil in the Conjuring Universe is growing. Sister Irene will once again face the demonic force of Valak, the nun, at a boarding school in France. According to IMDb.com, the film was shot in an actual abandoned church in France. Hulu and Disney Plus viewers, beware, because on October 13th, when you open that streaming app, I mean, when you go to their screen, that streaming services, you'll be in for a scare. The Rap.com announced today Goosebumps, the Disney Plus series based on R.L. Stein's popular book series of the same name, has set a Friday the 13th premiere date for the fall. The adaptation will launch October 13th on both Disney Plus and Hulu, with the first five episodes of the series running as part of Disney Plus's Hollow Stream and Huluween celebrations. Subsequent installments of the 10-episode series will release weekly. The first two episodes of Goosebumps will also air October 13th on Freeform during its 31 nights of Halloween programming. The show centers on a group of five high school friends who incidentally discovered a sinister town secret regarding the death of a teenage boy named Harold Biddle. Three decades after Biddle passed away, the friends throw a Halloween party in his old house, prompting a new haunted reality to come to life. As the kids work together to save their town, they learn some chilling revelations about their own families along the way. Who sent two series to the TV graveyard last week? It's How I Met Your Mother spinoff, How I Met Your Father, starring Hilary Duff, or Met His End, after just two seasons. It also canned its acclaimed fan-favorite historical drama series, The Great, with Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, after three seasons for totally unknown reasons. I'm sorry, Marvel TV series fans. Some of its upcoming Disney Plus TV series um, were bumped due to the ongoing saga after and WGA strikes. ScreenRant.com stated September 1st, Phase 5 of the MCU has been put into much disarray due to both strikes and mixed receptions to a variety of their projects, resulting in a number of major release date changes already. One of the most recent came in the form of six movies being delayed, including Deadpool 3, Blade, and both Avengers The Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, among the others. The Hollywood Reporter has brought word that What If Season 2, Echo, Agatha Darkhold Diaries, previously subtitled Coven of Chaos, and X-Men 97 are all being moved due to the ongoing strikes. The animated multiverse show is now set to premiere closer to Christmas Day, after originally being set for an early 2023 release. While the Hawkeye spinoff has been delayed to January 2024 from its November 29th date, the WandaVision spinoff pushed to early fall 2024 instead of winter 2023, and the animated revival is moving from fall 2023 to early 2024. In addition, the Black Panther Wakanda Forever spinoff Ironheart has been pulled 
from the schedule entirely, where the Daredevil, Born Again, and Wonder Man are indefinitely delayed as production remains halted. The Little Mermaid live-action remake is now streaming on Disney+, and Disney Pixar's Elemental, um, which did not do well when it first opened and then became this unexpected hit, arrives on the streaming service of Disney Plus on September 19th. I have big news for viewers of Netflix's The Crown. CNN.com announced September 4th, wedding bells are ringing in the final season of Netflix's The Crown. The streamer teased a big storyline for the Emmy-winning series on Monday, confirming that the 2005 wedding of then Prince Charles to Camilla Bar- Parker Bowles will be featured in the sixth and final season. After six seasons, seven years, and three casts, the crown comes to an end later this year. Here's a hint of what's to come in our final season. The caption on Netflix's tweet on Monday read, The photo Netflix shared depicts a program for the royal wedding of the Prince of Royal Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall, which took place at St. George's Chapel in Windsor's Castle. Charles became King Charles III and ascended the throne in September 2022 after the death of Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning British monarch. Camilla was given the title of Queen Consort. As both men previously married, Charles and Camilla wed in a small civil ceremony. The late Queen Elizabeth did not attend the ceremony because of her role of the head of the Church of England, which discouraged his divorce. She did, however, attend the reception afterwards. Season five of The Crown stopped short of depicting the tragic death of Princess Diana, who perished in a fatal car crash in France in 1997. Season six is said to take place in the years following Diana's death. The season will bow later on Netflix this year. Eddie Murphy's first ever holiday comedy, Candy Cane Lane, has a date. It will debut on Amazon Prime Video on December 1st. Now web slinging on DVD is the massive computer animated superhero film, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, starring Shamik Moore, Haley Steinfeld, Jake Johnson, Oscar Isaac, Brian Tree Henry, Lauren Velez, Isa Ray, Daniel Kalua, Jason Schwartzman, Jake Johnson, and Marsha Harla, Mahershala Ali. The June 2nd release, which was delayed due to COVID from 2022, was a tremendous, enormous hit, making $689.3 million worldwide, making it the highest grossing film produced by Sony Pictures Animation, the third highest domestic grossing 2023 film so far, and the sixth highest grossing 2023 film. It's set after 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, when Miles Morales goes on an adventure with Gwen Stacy, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, across the multiverse, where he meets a team of Spider-People known as the Spider-Society, which is all headed up by Miguel O'Hara, a.k.a. Spider-Man 2099. But Miles comes into conflict over them for handling a new threat in the form of the spot, and he must redefine what it means to be a hero. According to IMDb.com, each of the six separate universes 
are animated in a totally unique style. And it surpassed the total gross of 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse in just 12 days. And finally, speaking of superhero films, Batman Day is next Saturday, September 16th. Woohoo! And guess what, folks? All three of Christopher Nolan's Christian Bale, Michael Caine, and Morgan Freeman Dark Knight trilogy films, that is to say 2005's Batman Begins, 2008's The Dark Knight, and 2012's The Dark Knight Rises, will be winging their way to select theaters that day for uh, in honor of the holiday. As such, I will be talking about the very first ever Batman film in films. That's all for today's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. And get to the theaters if you can. Bye now.